continue the series on the blood of Christ. And in today's teaching, we're going to have a look at um, God's righteous judgment of sin. So because we've uh, of the righteousness of God and the sinfulness of man, uh, God is obliged to hold mankind accountable for their sin. And um, we pick that up in this passage of Scripture. There's obviously uh, a lot in the, in the Bible that talks around this concept. But we'll obviously just pick up a couple of Scriptures that uh, help us to understand the truth. Acts chapter 17, verse 30 and 31. Scripture says, Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. And so we see that the scripture very clearly tells us that God has appointed a day in which he will judge the entire world. Um, and it's on that particular day that the sin of all mankind will be brought to account by God in that he will judge them in righteousness. Uh, the scripture is very plain about that particular issue. Now it must be noted that the judgment that is mentioned in that passage of scripture is referring to the judgment of the unsaved uh, because our Lord Jesus was very uh, plain to us in that he said to his saints that those who believe in him have passed from death to life and will not come into judgment. We pick that up um, in John chapter 5 verse 24. And so the judgment that is referred to in that passage of scripture, that is the Apostle Paul speaking by the way, um, is referring to the judgment of the unsaved. Now that's why in that passage God talks about the fact that he commands all men everywhere to repent because it is only those who repent in this life that will escape the judgment at the end of the age. For that's what that judgment is. It's the judgment on the last day, and it's the judgment that will be incurred by all mankind for their sins, in which God will then judge them in his righteousness. Um, so have a look at this passage of scripture talking around that concept as well. Romans chapter 3, verse 9 to 23. Scripture says, For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. Verse 19. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And so we looked at this passage of Scripture earlier. Um, but it's verse 19 that I really wanted to concentrate uh, on in this particular section today, in the teaching we're doing today. Because in that passage, we see that um, all of mankind has already been declared guilty before God. For it says here, um, and all the world may become guilty before God. All means all, and that means that none are left out. And so when God pronounces men guilty of sin, sinning against him, they have no recourse because there's no higher court that one can appeal to to overturn the, the guilty verdict that God has already passed. And so all mankind already stands guilty before God for their sins. So 
that kind of uh, opens up a, a question for us. Um, what is the Day of Judgment all about then? Because the Day of Judgment that, that is coming is not the day that is to determine innocence or guilt before God. For the scripture is very plain about the fact that they are all already guilty before God. And so the judgment that they will incur on their Day of Judgment at the end of the age is really a judgment of sentencing. Because when uh, uh, in a court of law, a judge pronounces um, guilt, a guilty verdict or a jury pronounces a guilty verdict of, upon an, uh, uh, the, the accused. The next stage in the um, legal process is that then the appropriate sentence has to then be passed by the judge uh, to punish appropriately the guilty verdict of the offense that has been com committed by the individual. And so that's exactly what the Day of Judgment will be for the unsaved at the end of the age. They have already been declared guilty before God, by God. There's no, they can't appeal that de decision. That decision is made by God himself. There is none higher. So they can't appeal to a higher court to get their guilty verdict overturned. They stand guilty before God already. And so all that is they're waiting for is that day of judgment to determine the degree of punishment that they will incur for the sins that they have committed in this life. And so as, we, uh, as a, the scripture is very plain about the fact that the day of judgment that the unsaved will incur at the end of the age is not a, a judgment to determine who will be uh, declared innocent, who will be declared guilty. Not at all. All who will stand on that day of judgment before God will have already been declared guilty. Our Lord called it the resurrection of condemnation because they've already been condemned. But uh, so that judgment will be a judgment, a sentencing basically. Each one will then on their day of judgment find out just how much uh, punishment they will incur for eternity for the sin they committed in this life. Look at this passage of scripture that deals with that concept about uh, the punishment to be incurred by the unsaved on their day of judgment for the sin that they've committed in this life, which is why God encourages un the unsaved to repent uh, in this life uh, because the day of judgment is coming. And if, you, if the unbelievers choose not to repent, they can be fully assured that they have already been found guilty before God and they will now incur their day of judgment and the penalty that will be passed on them on that day. And we pick up that penalty in this passage of Scripture. Romans chapter 1, verse 28 to 32. Scripture says, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful who knowing the righteous judgment of God 
that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. And so uh, the Apostle Paul lists, uh, well, the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul lists a very extensive list of sin that mankind commits. Now, it's obviously not fully inclusive. There's a lot more sin out there that uh, mankind commit. But it's, it's a sampling of the types of sins that God will judge on the day of judgment. And all of these sins incur exactly the same punishment. In, in other words, the backbiter on this day of judgment will incur the same punishment as the murderer. Now we look at um, uh, wickedness in this life and we think, okay, well, a murderer is surely deserving of a greater degree of punishment than somebody who is merely a backbiter. But not so according to this passage of Scripture. Because in the end of this passage, in verse 32, the Scripture very plainly tells us what the righteous judgment of God is. He says, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things, now talking about backbiting, talking about whispering, talking about being a violent, proud boasters, murderers, he says, um, knowing that those who practice such things are deserving of what? Of death not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. And so there, God is very clear to us as to what the punishment will be that will be meted out to all the unsaved on the Day of Judgment. They will receive the punishment of death. Now the death that the scripture is talking about, well, just on that particular issue, our Lord Jesus spoke around the same point, um, in that he said that all sinners that refuse to repent in this life would then perish. Uh, and so, you know, the, the warning that God puts across to the world is very plain. It, you know, he, he cannot make it any plainer than what he has in his scriptures. And that is, sinner, unless you repent in this life, you will, you're already found guilty before God, you're already condemned, and all that will is waiting to, to be seen is your day of judgment will appear, uh, you know, that's a fixed day that you will stand before God. And all that is waiting to be seen is to the, the degree of punishment you will incur on that day. But the punishment that all sinners will incur on that day is the punishment of death. Now, the death that the scripture is talking about in this passage is, in fact, the second death, which is um, the day in which all unbelievers will be cast into the lake of fire and brimstone for all eternity. And then we pick up in Revelation 20, verse 14 and 15. And so we can very clearly see that mankind is completely at a loss because all men are sinners. God is completely righteous and God has decreed a day of judgment in which he will judge everyone um, in his righteousness. And he's already declared them all guilty before him. And there's none that they can appeal to to have that guilty verdict overturned. And the, the punishment that will be meted out to everyone will be, in fact, death, which is, in fact, the second death. And so we see the hopelessness of mankind in the earth today, in that unless God himself intervene on behalf of mankind, all of mankind would be lost for all eternity. And so that's really what the series is. We're looking at the blood of Christ. And 
why it is that Christ actually had to die on the cross for us. Look at this passage of scripture, James chapter 2 verse 13. The scripture says, for judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Now look at this, mercy triumphs over judgment. And so we see there is hope for mankind in that mercy does triumph over judgment. And we've seen that all of the world stands guilty before God. All of the world will be judged by God on the day of judgment. And the punishment that will be incurred by all of the world is the punishment of death, eternal death in the lake of fire and brimstone. So how does God's mercy triumph over that judgment that we've been uh, discussing in today's teaching. Well, God's mercy triumphs over that judgment in that He sent His, His Son to incur the judgment for the world. And so God is able to extend His mercy to His saints who have escaped the judgment of God. And it is only through the vehicle of salvation in Christ Jesus that mankind is able to escape the sure judgment of God. And that's why God commands all men everywhere to repent. For it is only those who repent in this life who will escape the judgment of God. And so that's um, pretty much looking at uh, the, the, the reason that we are discussing this particular aspect of the work of the cross, uh, the shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, is because without that, all of mankind will be completely lost for all eternity. But God has, in His mercy, um, He has delivered up His own Son to incur the righteous judgment of God on our behalf, on behalf of all of mankind, so that God is then able to extend His mercy to mankind. Because the righteous requirement of God's judgment would have been uh, fulfilled in the, 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 the punishment that His Son has incurred on our behalf. And so we'll, we'll, we'll understand more as we get into the series. But that's how mercy in this instance is able to triumph over judgment. And so that's how we can reconcile the mercy of God with the judgment of God. Because don't forget, God cannot override um, righteousness and justice. Righteousness and justice still have to be adhered to. And so the only way God can get around it is He had to send His Son to incur the righteous just justice of God's judgment for the sin of the world and because he's done it himself he is now able to extend his mercy to all who choose to believe it only the saints will escape the judgment of God on that day all unbelievers are already condemned and they are assured of being judged for eternity with the punishment of eternal death and we're going to end the teaching on that one